0: chapter 7 of transition this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org transition by emma francis brooke chapter 7 That conversation with lucilla dennison was a turning point in honora's career it marked for one thing the beginning of a conspicuous success in her work as an educationalist next morning when she waked and remembered lucilla's new bearing towards her a pleasant and comforting ray mingled with her thoughts so accustomed had she become to gloom and coldness that the idea of even one friend's support almost sufficed to recall the old radiant sense of happiness having made up her mind to step out of her self-imposed imprisonment honora was quite inclined to find as much enjoyment as she could in a sunny serviceableness her ideas were already busy with reforms to reorganise and plan was a natural exercise of her powers even now as she put up the thick plaits of her hair with quick white fingers she was mentally plunging her eager organising faculty into affairs and shaping her first step the late conversation with lucilla gave a special tincture to her ideas nor was she uninfluenced by margaret henderson's taunt about routine the initial step said she to herself as she clasped her belt about her comely waist is to call the teachers into my private room and to find out what each has got at the back of her mind there lies my reserve army my power of course there was not a touch of the niggard about honora's nature and when she had made up her mind to a thing she performed it generously and without any underhand shame in her change but amongst the under mistresses was a subdued tumult when they received honora's first shy invitation to tea and to a school conference in her room no one knew how to take it but it was discovered that lucilla was on the headmistress's side when the great occasion came round lucilla who was of course in honora's confidence was deputed by her as first mistress to open the little meeting margaret henderson was gently but firmly placed in a position of honour as chairman honora herself with burning cheeks and a light of soft excitement in her eyes took a position by the side of the table a group of half a dozen under-teachers shy curious and expectant sat opposite lucilla stood up behind the table and the candles and leaned her head a little forward towards the audience and began to speak first shyly then eagerly every one was conscious that the occasion was a great one and no one was surprised when lucilla informed them that changes were contemplated in the school and that these would take the shape of certain educational innovations in their educational undertaking it was obvious she said that a sort of holocaust had first to be offered up in the shape of routine work to received ideas to parents to the committee and the necessary drudgery of learning as far as this routine work went the school was undoubtedly doing admirably but a certain lack had been felt indeed some uneasiness had tormented the consciences of the teachers because they suspected that their best strength was not being put forth the truth was that it was just where the routine work left off that the great opportunity began because here was the occasion for the use of the fruitful gift of individual originality intuition yet here it was that they had found the great lack the routine work of course trained the bodies and furnished the minds of the children no doubt they might say that over and above was a constant interfusing with the routine of the collected influence of the teaching idea the something whole which is always greater than the mere sum of the parts and this was excellent and not to be lost sight of but when the best was said there had been no direct instruction in the application of training to life itself in lucilla's opinion the thing conspicuously left out by routine was the exercise of the children's judgment and thought upon things directly touching life and conduct honora speaking immediately after lucilla said she was in thorough agreement with her first mistress and in order to make a preliminary suggestion she was about to propose a progressive series of weekly lessons to be given to every class in the school on the lines of that heimatskunde which miss dennison had learnt about during a term spent in a german girls school these classes were to be organized by the teachers in common and opportunity given to each teacher in turn to handle the subject from her own particular point of view the classes were to be called the english citizen and the object of them would be by simple instruction in facts in facts collected from all sides of a question to draw out of the children's own minds a fair estimate of the reality of their own position in regard to the society in which they lived and the material for judgment on what constitutes just personal conduct here an eager teacher with a face like a bright-eyed bird asked what kind of subjects would be treated in the classes why said honora we must take care to make them simple we have to draw out the children's own powers of making a right judgment and we must be careful not to impose any theories of our own we must deal only with subjects suitable to their undeveloped lives and mental power yes said lucilla we don't want to tell them what we think but to put them into a position to think for themselves when they are old enough for real problems to touch them i thought said honora for instance that caste or class feeling would be a very good subject in a school full of girls you would i suppose said the bird-faced teacher standing up in her excitement show them the relations of all classes to the common and general life i should show them the relation of different parts to the whole life of a nation said margaret henderson all that would come in under the head of citizen said honora it would train them said a thoughtful-looking girl into a habit of deference to others it would give them the predisposition towards it yes indeed cried lucilla when i think of the mark of supercilious contempt stamped on the faces of boys and girls who have nothing but their father's incomes to recommend them i said remarked honora that each ought to treat every subject from her own special point of view i shall expect our mathematician and our logician to do great things in their own lines then of course we ought to have a scheme of subjects and there are plenty of other projects to be thought of a rustle of excitement ran through the group each girl turned out to be eager with an idea of her own that evening was the beginning of a great uplift in the school of a genuine revival it became necessary to arrange evenings for the sketching out and comparison of work so much it seemed had been missed out of the education of the children these evenings were always held in honora's room and were occasions for cakes and tea-drinking and laughter as well a glow of energy expanded the nature it was indeed astounding to honora to find how suddenly the dead and heavy surroundings had started into life every morning she sprang up to fresh interest and at the end of a fortnight was rapidly taking her place as one of the most active and resourceful headmistresses in london she had always been a very natural woman underneath her superiority frankly she loved power and when once she had discovered the sweetness of exercising it legitimately she entered into the change with zest she was utterly without the ascetic or self-sacrificing spirit the new departure which was so great a boon to the school was pure enjoyment to her she found it a pleasant direction of activity to useful ends there was no strain or self-torment in the matter at all one thing surprised her and that was to find how many educational ideas leapt into her brain once she had set it to the work this fact lent the delightful sense of adequacy to the problem before her isn't it amazing said she to lucilla in one of the delicious unbent moments to think that just a set of girls as we in effect are should have such a splendid work entrusted to us i had no idea that i should find so much in it such a world of interest such scope she laughed a little at herself as she used the familiar word all sorts of things seem to be breaking down in my own nature i mean and new life flowing everywhere yes said lucilla it is so she was in honora's room they were writing but the occasion was really one of leisure you see added lucilla absently and slowly dipping her pen in the ink that is our method to put what we think into everything we have to do the duty that lies nearest to us transformed that is all not to go fussing round it makes us very strong honora stared at her she was impressed by the idea that lucilla was quoting talking from memory lucilla what are you referring to who are we what do you mean she asked lucilla blushed and opened her eyes is there anything at the back of it didn't you find it all out for yourself did somebody tell it you honora's questions fell thick lucilla still blushing had a smile on her lips it is she answered evasively a secret that several people hold honora looked at her a moment in silence then she remembered the portrait hanging on her friend's wall that no doubt would prove a clue to much in lucilla's history and point of view she was persuaded that lucilla's firm little hand was somehow greatly in touch with the exterior world the portrait probably had to do with the matter in short she threw down her own pen pushed aside all her papers and assumed a most natural demeanour lucilla said she coaxingly her mouth with the short upper lip and pretty fullness looking extraordinarily bewitching i really cannot endure a secret that is when i'm not in it myself do tell me fudge did i say there was a secret a headmistress ought to be above such things said lucilla engrossing herself with her papers but i'm not at least not when school hours are over just now i'm nothing but a girl this said lucilla writing away with a subtle smile on her face is a most extraordinary lapse I thought you were sixth classic or something elevated of that kind. No, said Honora, stretching herself, her arms above her head, her feet well out from her chair. Somehow I'm not sixth classic any more. I am just Honora Kemble, a twenty four. And I want to put away our books and to run round the schoolroom or skip lucilla will you have a game of battledore and shuttlecock with me in the gymnasium and afterwards tell me the secret honora suddenly threw herself over the table and brought her face glowing and red and coaxing near her friends i'll have a game of battledore but i won't tell the secret said lucilla i'll order coffee and queen cakes then you will tell not i lucilla jumped up and began to dance about the room she was a tiny thing honora was considerably larger she took an unfair advantage springing from her chair she darted on her companion caught her in her arms and held her tight now tell said she it was extraordinary what might happen in the headmistress's room now it was no longer sealed to the superior person oh have mercy cried lucilla i was always a bit of a thing i shall break if you squeeze too tight lucilla said honora solemnly i now remember that you promised to tell you did when i came to your room a promise is a promise sometimes it's pie-crust no it isn't my bond my bond i'll have my bond loose me said lucilla perhaps well now said she when she was free i will explain that it is too late for this term i had not forgotten my promise does one ever forget one's rash moments but your new school plans have taken up the whole of our time at the beginning of next term in the early autumn you shall know with that in spite of her superior physical strength honora was perforce obliged to be content End of chapter 7